Hello and welcome to Identity Crisis with Pam and Dresana. That's your. That's, that's your the intro. That's your. Pamela, don't mess up my intros. <laughs> Go introduce yourself. I'm Pam, and I'm Tresana. and this is a podcast where we discuss different facets of our identity and how it changes through time. Follow us on Instagram at Identity Crisis PT. Um, also on TikTok at Identity Crisis PT, and Twitter at IC underscore. Nope. That has been changed. Then why didn't you change that again? I'm sorry. What's it doing? Identity crisis PT, but without an E. We're anti-E's. No, I'm kidding. They just have a character count limit. This is, okay. I don't so think anyone cares. I erased the E. That's so boring. <laughs> We've lost two listeners already. No, shut up. Okay. <laughs> Shall we do the intro again? No, it's fine. Uh, did you do the thing you said you were going to do? <laughs> Um, yes, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Let's go with Well, yes. the last thing you were like, you were saying you were doing some secret, top secret stuff, but I, now it's, it's out. So yeah, I mean, we posted the two latest announcements. We have a new logo mm-hmm. and we just launched our planners. Yay! Super exciting stuff. I am still working on other stuff, but those the are planners. the first The planners are out. So for your Christmas gift needs... You know, that for messy your bitch in your life uh, who just needs to get their shit together. Send them the gift of organization. A planner hand designed by Pamela herself. So, you know, it's going to be anal as fuck. <laughs> and it's it's lit. It's got habit trackers. It's got shopping lists. Well, there's two different versions. Yeah. Um, two the, different sizes. Two different sizes. And then also two different color palettes. Yeah. So there's the there's the comp- composition notebook size version. Um, and then there's the pocket the pocketbook version. Um, and then they both come in the color coded version and the black and white version. So That's right. you get a little bit of variation there. Uh, personally myself, I'm going to have the pocket version because I'm not that anal, but I do need to get my shit together. Um, and Pamela is already, she already has her planner already. Yeah. So <laughs> I posted this on Instagram today, but essentially I made this planner originally as an 18 month planner for me, myself and I, And then my family decided they wanted planners. When I told them I was designing my own planner, they were like, I want one too. Order me one. Make me one. Yeah. And so I ordered them one as well. And of course, it was like my dad. He was like, I don't really want it in colors. What about black and white? Yeah. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll design one in black and white as well. (laughs) Yeah, so it just went down from there. So yeah. if you guys, if you want if you want a planner, the link is in our Instagram bio, possibly your Twitter as well. Yeah, yeah I Twitter actually just well. added it to Twitter. Yeah, so um, there's a link tree and the link tree has each version of it. You can just decide. Um, we're very excited about this. This is our first venture into merchandise. Yeah, so. and if you have any questions at all, feel free to DM us or email us at identitycrisis at gmail.com. All right, so let's get into this. Uh, identitycrisispt at gmail.com. I always forget. All right. So, I got that wrong recently, too. That's fine. So, so <laughs> let's get into this week's episode. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. We've missed you guys. We really, we took a lot of time off just one so we could go see family, you know, um, take a break. 
Corona's been wild, so we've just been trying to take care of ourselves as much as possible. Yeah. Um, we went and got tested and all of that. We went through the whole the whole ordeal of that. Yeah, is, you've missed a lot in the last two lot. weeks. So, but we we've been taking care of ourselves, and we appreciate you guys being so patient. Um, hopefully, I you guys have been listening to the old podcast. Our numbers went up. Old. Um, <laughs> so we appreciate that, and now we're back with a new episode. This week, we're going to be talking about food. Food. food one of my favorite because things in the world yes. i love food yes it is the holidays you know tis the motherfucking season to eat hell yeah so yeah so let's get into it the holidays tend to revolve around food so what's your favorite holiday dish and favorite dish in general my favorite holiday dish is lechon i love a good lechon i love the crusties I love it all. The crusties. Like the crusty. The, the crunchy? Oh, yeah. I do mean crunchy. You're right. English is my second language. <laughs> and I've been home. So crunchy. Yeah. Um, The skin. Mm, I love skin. it. You know, Pam made lechon for, um, we did a Friendsgiving. Yeah. Um, for Pam's Small bougie little friends. Friendsgiving. Yeah. And the, the, the lechon was amazing. Yeah. I've got to say. And then we like got super drunk. And then the next morning I like woke up and just grabbed the skin and just <laughs> out of the fridge and just ate it like cold. It was yeah. delicious. So yeah, definitely lechon. I would say for me, so obviously during the holidays, you know, I'm a, I am a Southern black person. So pork is usually a centerpiece yeah. as well. Um, and I, when I was a child, I really was into like the honey glazed ham, but I, now I'm just getting more into, I just like a nice, like roasted ham, you know, okay. the saltiness Gross. of it. <laughs> yeah, growth. Obviously, I I actually don't really even like the the sugar sweet ham anymore. It's too much for me. Um, but so yeah, I would say the 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 pork, the nice roasted pork, or even um, because it says here like yeah, that's a holiday dish. Like obviously yeah. the roasted pork, but your um, general favorite general dish. favorite dish. I've I think I've said it before on the podcast when we talked about favorite dishes. I love like a a nice crock pot roasted beef with a side of mashed potatoes. Mm. You know, I just fucking love it. Nice. It's delicious. So, yeah, that's my favorite dish, 100%. Yeah, my favorite general dish. I'm I'm Bolivian, and I'm Bolivian eater. Like, I love my Bolivian food. For those that don't know about Bolivian cuisine, would you care to enlighten? Um, Yeah, it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) No, if you don't have a Bolivian friend, get yourself one. Because we really, really like to eat. They throw down in the kitchen. Yeah. So to, to describe from an outsider's perspective, yes. basically Bolivian cuisine is starch, meat, and more starch. Ají. And like a good ahi. Like you got to make it a little spicy. It's oh, got to yes. kick. And then sort of the, the acidity, like fla- like that different mm-hmm. flavor note would come from something like yaqua, which is yeah. a, like a Bolivian hot sauce, like a more like a... Like a salsa hot sauce. There's also like in like, it's like Caribbean a salsa, cultures. Like, there's like a like a, a pepper like a pepper sauce. Mm-hmm. I would say more like it's more like that than like a salsa. Um, because it's not too tomato heavy. Yeah, it's not. Um, but it's really good. I've gotten really good at making it. <laughs> um, I, I'm proud of myself. I don't. Yeah, know. I, I feel like I do pretty good. You so, do pretty good. Yeah, and so that so basically the dish comprises of potato in some form some some form potato corn or rice or all of the above or all three in one dish yes <laughs> um with just some kind of meat on top or besides or beside yeah and then sauce yeah it's still it's great 
Yeah. I mean, for any time. If you're feeling sick, eat Bolivian food. If you're feeling hungover, eat Bolivian food. There is great. Extremely hungry, eat Bolivian food. food. If you're vegan, maybe not. <laughs> if you're vegan, don't come through. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I mean, you're just going to eat nothing nothing because everything it's cooked <laughs> together as well like that's kind of yeah. the point is that the no, flavors my combine cousin, i told you about this during uh my last visit home like before mm-hmm. uh during the summer my cousin decided she was gonna be a vegan oh no <laughs> and so she came over and we already had everything cooked we had no idea there was a vegan coming like oh. and she's like is this she brought her meal she knows like what she was right. getting into so she brought her own little tupperware of like let me heat this up while everybody eats um, but she wanted like to see if anything was vegan. And she asked my mom if the potatoes were. And my mom said yes. Right. And then my uncle besides was like, no, there's definitely butter in those. <laughs> right. Oh, she went vegan. That's the thing is. Yeah. Vegans. It makes it so hard to eat. Anyway, we should move forward. We should. So but my favorite dish is ají de lengua. De lengua. De lengua. Ah. Yes. Yes. So next question. What is your relationship with food? You want to start? Yeah, I'll start. So my growing up, I like in third grade, I was put on ADHD medication, which is basically meth. And it just <laughs> takes your appetite like away. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, that's why I don't really agree with like giving like super young children like that, like those kinds of pills and stuff, because it really fucks with you. And so basically before puberty even started for me, I was put on these pills and then through puberty, through high school, I was on them. Right. And so my eating was just, just shot. Like it would be, I, that's what, I mean, that's when the bin, like sort of my relationship with food being like, I would binge eat, you know, where it would be, I, when I was taking my medicine, I wouldn't eat at all. And then there'd be a day where I skipped or not, and not on purpose. Like in the early days, it was like, I literally would just forget to take them. Right. And I would just be so ravenously hungry. Like just <laughs> like so, so hungry. I would eat anything and everything that I could. Yeah. And it was like, just, I mean. I think that people weren't really like too alarmed by it because when I was a small child, so it's, you know, when I'm not eating, it's, oh, she's picky. And then when I am eating, it's, oh, finally she's eating, you know? And so um, it wasn't really like, I would say once I got into like high school and stuff, that's when I started, I started like using it and Mm -hmm. I would be like, okay, well, I'm not going to do it on the weekends. So then I would just binge eat on weekends. And I would say that that's probably where my, like, because I still to this day, like I, I'm really not good with binge eating and I'm not on the medication anymore. So it's like, it'll be, you know, one week I'll just eat bologna sandwiches, peanut butter sandwiches, like just not good food. And then, and then I'll just the next week or whatever, I'll just be really, really hungry and I'll mm-hmm. eat literally everything. I'll eat junk food. I'll eat anything. And, and so, yeah, that's something that, I mean, I got to get a grasp of eventually. Um, what about like home cook? versus packaged versus restaurant like oh well i mean that you know that was sort of just something i didn't really have much control over when i was younger but i would say we didn't i didn't eat a lot of fast food until i was getting sort of older so maybe like high school age we would eat a lot of home cooks or or restaurant food um so like i think i said before you know if our family had something to celebrate or something like that we would all go out to like a shoney's or a golden corral or something like that Mm -hmm. um or you know my or our family would make something and we'd have like a dinner at my aunt's place or my or you know my place or something like that somebody's Mm -hmm. house but um junk food like fast food really wasn't really a thing that was like oh mom can i go to mcdonald's do you have mcdonald's money kind of moment (laughs) you know 
Um, and then when I got older, that's when I started, I started working. So I would just eat Taco Bell because that's where I worked or I would eat Chick-fil-A because that's where I worked and it was free. Um, and then, the, and then from there, you know, obviously going out with friends, we go to Burger King, we go to this, we go to that, yeah. we eat fast food. Um, but it wasn't really something that I did a lot like earlier than that. Okay. What about you? Um, my relationship with food is oh so good. I love, 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 Imagine love food. I am an eat. What is it called? Eat. What? Is, what do they call themselves? Eater. What do you? Oh, a foodie. 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 Yeah. You're an eatie. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Foodie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, love food. I can appreciate all different types of food, and I will not knock it until I try it. Like, there are only a few foods that I'm like, I, I just don't like it. Yeah. Period. Well, <laughs> no, I would try that again in really? like a different setting. I would just not hot, hot. Like a, like I didn't like boiled. it. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, but Maybe like like a deep fried cake bread. <laughs> but um, I don't like what's it called the celery. I don't like celery, mm-hmm. and I don't like cheese. But it's like I will eat cheese melted in pizza. I will eat cheese in pasta. I will eat cheese that's cooked with other things. But I won't eat like cheese. a charcuterie board. I'm not gonna eat cheese. Yeah. Um, but growing up, we did a lot of home cooked meal. We're a big family and very like money um, conscious. conscious. Yeah. So it was grocery shopping and cooking for all of us all the time. Um, we didn't really go to restaurants all that much, maybe like once in a while. And the only other food, and it would be Bolivian food, usually at home. Yeah. And if they were going to venture out of Bolivian, it'd be like a pasta. Yeah, like Italian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but even then, it would be very rare. Yeah. Because we have ají de fideo, which is a pasta, but it has a lot of meat and a lot of potato. <laughs> that sounds lit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know what else to say. What, what else did he say? Um, well, just, you know uh you know what's your relationship with it so what what do you think you like about food like what what makes it so good to you i just like taste i like different tastes in my mouth (laughs) (laughs) i like processing different tastes i am really flavors i sit down and i enjoy my food even like we were there was a time period where we were eating in the coffee table like on our couch yeah watching tv I didn't enjoy food as much because <laughs> I wasn't like sitting down properly with a properly sized table eating food. And now that we are more dining at our dining table. Yeah. yeah. Now that we do that, I'm like, mm, yes, yeah. I can enjoy these flavors. I don't know. <laughs> it's just like such a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't restrict myself at all. Like one of the biggest and I know we're going to get to a question about this a little bit later on but one of the things i told myself as a kid was i will never diet it's just not gonna happen (laughs) you cannot let yourself diet no matter how big you get because my (laughs) mom my mom was very um weight driven Mm -hmm. and her entire life she was a little like chubbier and a little more curvier mostly it's curves but uh, her family would put her on diet regimens and mm-hmm. gyms. And like from an early age, she tells me about when she was 15, having like serious diets. And it's like, 
Fuck that. Fuck that. And I know she, um, like, ingrained in me just this idea of, like, wanting to be slimmer and wanting to, like. Fat phobia. Yes. Yeah. Essentially. She ingrained all of those ideas in me. But um, the, like, restricting myself from foods, never. And it will never happen. <laughs> so. So, yeah. yeah, like, let's get into that. Because I think, I mean, well, how well, how is your, how is your relationship with food changed through your life? Like, has it? Um, I don't know. Do you want to go first? Because. Well, yeah. So, obviously, once, once I got off my pills, um. It was lit. I was like, oh, world, I'm about to eat. Food. And I and the thing is, since I was on me- the medication and also I think just like I'm predispositioned to this is my, I don't my weight doesn't fluctuate for most of my life. I was underweight. And so uh, once I got off of my pills, I gained a little weight uh-huh. and I was like, oh, word. Um, but I haven't much. I haven't gained much weight after that. Big point. booty hose. My butt was always big. Get but <laughs> but no. But so, you know, but once I got off my pills, I. You know, I started eating more, but I was also in college. So I was poor. Yeah. And so I would say I was eating, you know, home meals like a lot of, you know, egg and rice because I didn't know how to make real <laughs> fried rice yet. So it was just eggs and rice together. It was gross um, and just like yeah. not good. But since then, I started developing, you know, my cooking abilities more and more. And I'm getting more, you know, better at putting flavor combinations together and that sort of thing. Um, the food program we're doing now, like I, I started, I get to experiment with different stuff. Mm-hmm. I know how to make vegan foods, which is helpful because then you just add meat to it and then it's not vegan anymore, <laughs> and, but it's still a delicious meal. And so butter. Yeah. yeah. And butter and all that. <laughs> no, but it's, I think it's good. So, um, you know, I'm able to make different foods and I would say that my relationship with food now, like other than the fact that like I do still occasionally mm-hmm. binge eat and all that, um, is pretty, is better than it ever was in my life before. Um, mm-hmm. I'm able to cook for myself. Uh, I think quarantine also helped a lot with that because I don't I don't go to oh, restaurants yeah. at all really anymore. So yeah. I have to make the foods I want to eat. And so, yeah, I would. I, that's how my relationship has changed. I feel like it's only gotten more healthier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I had sort of the opposite experience. It got less healthy because I did grow up in a really good like not I wouldn't say health conscious because it is very starchy. And we yeah, but it's called. But that's cultural. Yeah. yeah. So we had. um home cooked meals which i think are usually healthier than others yeah um so going from there to college and the first year of college you get your food plan mm. so i was eating off of a food plan and the food in the cafeteria is just you know weren't as they're american as, and then like like bulk american at that so it's right not, it wasn't good but then at the same time i did move to new york city so new york city has a lot of different foods to explore and having come from Georgia, where you either have Mexican or American Chinese, it was a transition that was beautiful. <laughs> Let me tell you, I discovered so many great foods. Um, and then when I got together with you, I started eating out more and like um, ordering in more. Mm-hmm. So exploring a little bit more variety. And yeah, that was wonderful. because. You know, I discovered pad thai. Pad thai. Pad thai is definitely in the top, 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 top one percent of my foods. Um, <laughs> but so I, I did. Um, I think my second year of college, I was still very much like 
not not health oriented, but money oriented. So I was trying to budget out meals. Mm-hmm. So I would do um, what's it called? Meal prep. So I would meal prep and have, you know, a certain amount of meals for for days. Like I would cook on Monday and have it for the whole week or something like that or a few few days. Yeah. Um, so it was less about taste and experience and more about just need. <laughs> like I need to be. Yeah, fed. I need to eat. So yeah. So I have these already ready and I don't have to pay restaurants to do it. But then we got together and I started eating out more. And so it kind of like yeah. fell Which off. Is, it, it's what happened. If you ever if you're single right now and you're like, I want to be in a relationship. Don't. It's, it's expensive. expensive. It's expensive. Because <laughs> you start eating expensive. out way more. Yeah. Um. So then that, like, my home cook went down a little bit. But we would still, like, integrate it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we would we would cook together. Yeah. And then we got our apartment. And I think we started cooking a little bit more. But it was still, like, yeah. transitioning Well, because we were still in school. Out. And yeah. so it felt, it would just, it would be based on, like, how tired we were and, like, all of that. Yeah. Yeah, cause, because a lot of times we would just end up ordering because we just didn't feel like, like cooking. cooking and so we would order there was no time yeah. it was between like cooking sleeping showering or, <laughs> or, and homework and homework yeah, yeah. um so and it one has to go out. but now that we're like adults out of college i've been cooking a lot more and i have this list of recipes that i made my mom like record herself giving me instructions to do and I can cook most things, and it's really great. So Bolivian is going to happen. Bolivian food is happening throughout uh, my adult life, and I feel that's wonderful. It's so great. Not a lot of immigrant household children can say that, yeah. I don't think. Like, for second generations, at least. And I get grouped with second generations. Mm-hmm. I'm not. But <laughs> you get brought in with them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I fucking love Bolivian food. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. No, I tell my uncles, like people that aren't immediate to me, like, yeah, I make sopa de maní, I make blah, 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 blah. And then I tell them and they're like, what? You? You can do that? That's crazy. I'm like, yeah, I can eat. I also was brought up really well. And (laughs) okay, all right. Let me just brag. No, (laughs) what I mean to say is because I was the first kid, I was always told to cook. Right. Like, if my mom was at home, I was the one cooking. So I have the skills. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, my brother is probably eating whatever leftovers he has from Panera because he works there. Or not Panera, Olive Garden. Yeah. All right. So um, what drives your eating habits? Um, there's environment, health, body goals, or financial stability. All right. So I'd say environment is at the very bottom of that unfortunately an environment meaning like environmental awareness yeah so we already know pam doesn't care about the environment um it's not that i don't care about it i just i do care about it and i do not like the way food is processed in america and the way you get your meats and all of these things i can agree with y'all like not good but it doesn't affect your eating it doesn't affect my eating because I don't think me stopping enjoying my food is going to change the world in any shape, way, or form. Uh, that's really it. But so what drives my eating habits is a lot of money mm. and a, what was the other one? Health um, and body goals. Yeah, neither of those things. <laughs> money and flavor. Yeah. <laughs> um, the health, I do care about our health. I do want to eat better. So I do try to like 
not eat the same thing over and over again to like vary it up and you know we have quinoa salads from time to time and we have from time to time quinoa is bolivian y'all so like quinoa is ingrained in my blood yeah um quinoa runs through pam's veins (laughs) yeah no it's funny because when the quinoa fad started going up i was like ew are they talking about quinoa because my mom used to make quinoa as a kid and I hated it. <laughs> I did not like it. She had a quinoa casserole thing she does or oh. what would be translated to a quinoa casserole yeah. um, with lots of cheese and like other stuff, vegetables. Um, I didn't like it. So, so you were like gross. I was anti-quinoa. And then when people were like, quinoa, 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 I was like, mm, yikes. Um, but then, you know, I tried different recipes and I you grew, found your way. Yeah. Found my yeah. way back. So um, I would say for me, it would be um, financial stability first, just because yeah. it's like if I can't afford it, I can't eat it. Yeah. Like, like I'm salmon. poor. So, yeah, like salmon. Like, yeah, I'd love to fucking eat salmon and, sh- and lobster and steak every day. Yeah. Like if I could afford to eat steak every fucking day, I would. But I can't. Yeah. So I don't. Um, there was a. T- so. Funny enough, there was a week where I was back home. It was like it was like years ago now. Um, but my mom had these burgers and she had to go to work every morning, I think. So it was like uh-huh. um, she I would be left at home. So I was like, all right, like I'm back home. I'm an adult. I can make food for myself. But all she had was like these burgers. Right. And they were really good. So like for a straight week, I was just eating burgers for breakfast. Uh-huh. And it was awful. My body felt so bad. I felt so greasy and tired in the morning. Yeah. So that's when I started realizing that like food affects your health. Um yeah. And so I I would definitely say that and I after that like point so- I would say that it's that of like body goals. Like I don't have body goals. My but like I like I like I said I I've been underweight for most of my life. So I actually like really want to gain weight. And so I don't worry about. I've that. just rolled my eyes. Yes. So all right. And, and every and you and everybody else. I'm just talking about my truth. All right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can't. I'm not going to be over here. At least I'm not one of those skinny people that are like, I'm so glad I'm skinny. Like I realize being an underweight is just as bad as being overweight. And so for me, gaining weight was something I wanted to do. Okay. All right. Is that Continue. fair? So so, but I you know would do that in unhealthy ways. And then for a while, like I said, uh, financial stability is one of the main points. And so mm-hmm. for a while I was poor. And so I was getting my pills for $10. There was a point in college where I would go back and forth on whether or not I wanted to be on them. I was getting my pills for $10. And so $10 would get me not hungry. And then I wouldn't have to spend a bunch of money on food for like oh, wow. the week. Yeah. So I would literally, I would go on my pills for like whatever time period that I was, you know, flush for cash or not, you know, not, not flush with cash, not doing well with cash. Um, and I just be on my pills and I, I drink like Soylent's to get me through, yeah. you know, um, which isn't healthy at all. It's not. So lately I've just been, you know, I, I've been sort of trying to be in the middle of like financial stability affecting it and then like health, you know? So I really try not to eat out like fast food that much and not even eating out. Like I, I don't even like to eat out that much because then I don't get to, af- mm-hmm. you know, affect that. I like making my own stuff. Recently started making like this spinach cheese pasta. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, very good. It's very good. And so I, I like making my own food. Is, is yeah. Where, I guess. I think I'm we saying. found the joy in that. And I oh, health is sort of a priority. It's not up there with money. Like money comes first. I yeah. think for us, like we're very, we go into the grocery store with. Yeah. Like list. I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not shopping at Whole Foods. Yeah. You know, I, health isn't that important to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. C-Town for life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> exactly um but 
in terms of health, we also like we don't eat red meat like back to back to back. Yeah. We don't try to like. I would say lately we've been eating pork back to back to back because pork obviously both. And I think both of our uh, cultures is like during holiday times, especially pork is just there. Yeah. So, you know, that's just how it's been. But um, we try not to eat pork back to back to back because I even feel then when my body like is like that grease just starts to just seep into my body and yeah i I think one thing with growing up is we can feel and see the effects of bad food like on our bodies exterior of our bodies too like you we start breaking out yeah immediately start breaking out it's crazy because when you're a kid that shit just goes right through you right through (laughs) you're just like oop yeah yeah because when i'm home i also eat like more sweets i'm not very like i'm not very sweet person yeah. Like I don't like sweets as much as I like salty <laughs> You're not a very sweet person. That too. <laughs> but I like salty food a lot more than I like sweets. Yeah. But so when I'm home, they'll have sweets and I'll like indulge here and there. And then I like come home and I'm like breaking out. No, the same. I had to get on my mom about the fact that she like doesn't cook at our own house. Because yeah. like I would go home and she we'd eat out all the time, order in all the time. And I would come back here and my face would just be like pizza. Like yeah. I just pepperoni all over my fucking face like just the zits and all that and i just ah, i hated it so i was like mom you gotta eat better because mm-hmm. i can't keep coming home and, and, and coming back ugly it's not gonna work for me <laughs> all right i have so a girlfriend now yeah i have a girlfriend now. i have to maintain my figure i want to talk a little bit more about body goals just real quick because sure. i do suffer th- with serious insecurity about my body mm-hmm. food however um i don't limit so you said this yeah i have said this but when I do start feeling a little bit more insecure, I think I'm more conscious about going with a schedule, like mm. eating regularly instead of like sometimes when we get busy, we just maybe we'll have lunch and dinner and we'll skip breakfast or yeah. maybe we'll have like a quick breakfast and a late lunch, a late dinner. But when I'm feeling a little bit more insecure, I'm very on top of like that. I'll eat breakfast at this time. I eat lunch at this time. I eat dinner at this time. So it's a little bit more. What's the word? Like a rhythm. A rhythm, yeah. Yeah. And then I'll I'll try to implement working out whenever that happens. (laughs) Not now. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. Word. All right. So the next question is, what habits from your childhood remain in your life today? And what new habits did you introduce uh, yourself? So like I said, I still binge eat to this day. And if I'm feeling any kind of way, my mom would always take me out to ice cream. And so whenever I'm feeling any kind of way, if my period's coming and I'm just feeling off, if somebody pissed me off, some fucking dumb noodle headed driver almost runs me over. Immediately, I'm like, I need a, a hit of ice, ice cream. cream. I need some ice cream. It's always fucking ice cream. Yeah. But um, but other than that, I would say that, you know, obviously introduce reintroducing like home cooked meals is something that I, that I've been doing and working hard on for myself just because yeah. it, it makes me feel good. It makes me happy. That kind of thing. I mean, yeah. even in even making my own sweets at home, right? Because like, obviously, I I don't know how to make my own ice cream. I I'm, I think it's easy if you get like an ice cream maker, but I just don't want one. No. Um, but you know, making my own sweets. So like recently for the friendsgiving, I learned how to make peach cobbler, which was like a a dessert that my mom used to make in my childhood that yeah. she just stopped making, and so I haven't had it in years. Yeah. And I was able to make it. It was really good. Yeah. When I'm craving sweets, I'll make arroz con leche. Yeah. Exactly. Or tres leches cake. So yeah, yeah. What about you? Um, so I'm trying, I think I'm trying to revert back to when I was a kid, like (laughs) truly, truly, because we used to home cook meals all the time. And they're also very, um, one thing they really, they really tried was the fruits and vegetables thing. 
that I think I've been so bad at in my adult life because they would always have fruit and vegetables in the fridge. We'll always have salads with our foods. And every morning for breakfast, we'll have like at least a fruit and they'll just, you know, encourage that. But as an adult, I've been really bad about saying like, you know, you have to eat your three fruits, three veggies, like right. food pyramid, blah, blah, blah. I just haven't. Like, it's something that goes away instantly. Yeah. I'm like, mashed potatoes and steak, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> um, pork chops and steak. Yeah. No, not, not pork, pork chops. Pork chops and steak, Jesus. Pork chops and mashed potatoes. <laughs> turf and turf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but in terms of new... I think I'm I'm trying to implement new recipes because they were very strictly Bolivian and I love the Bolivian food, but it is very starchy and very heavy. So I have been trying or, you know, to do to it up. sway it out, yeah. like take some of the bases of Bolivian food and try it with other stuff. Yeah. Um, But yeah, and having a routine, that's definitely something because with my parents, they always work. And so we did have a strict like dinner routine, but it was like lunch was up to the schools and then on the weekends it was like whatever. Yeah. Um, and then breakfast, I don't think I ever like regularly ate breakfast. Mm. So that's something new that I'm trying to do as an adult now. Is there any last things you want to say about food? Oh, I love food. <laughs> Marry love me food. food. <laughs> it's truly like if you want to find a way to my heart. Feed me. Yeah, 100%. It's really if you've it. ever gotten on Pam's bad side, just feed, feed me. That's what I do. Or give me money for pad thai. Like, or yes. Venmo me and say pad thai. Yeah, Venmo Pam $10, say lunch special pad thai. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yes. No, I remember one time I got mad at you. Uh, we were in an argument and you came home with pad thai. And one thing about me is like, I hate receiving things after I'm mad, like from a partner. Yeah. Don't come with flowers. Don't come with chocolates. I don't want none of that. Let's have a conversation. It's always been my like philosophy. Mm -hmm. Um, However. However. <laughs> pad Thai? When you bought me Pad Thai, because I think we had a conversation and then you were like, I brought you Pad Thai. I was like, oh, <laughs> bish. <laughs> All right. You're in. <laughs> <laughs> Get over here. Bring yeah. the pad thai. Let's let's hang out. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and now that's that's just what I do. Yeah. If I if I fuck up, I'm just like, let me go get Pam something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> or let me let me let me start making something. Yeah. Or let me get something on the stove. Also, on the record, we are not anti-veganism or anti-vegetarian. No, 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 no. I mean, it's Pam just might not be, part of but us, our culture or yeah, lifestyle. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Like, I actually, I actually respect veganism because I think that it is, especially with you know impending climate change disaster. You know, we're gonna have to just because it is the most sustainable way to eat. But I think that obviously, both of us being people of color, mm -hmm. the way we were introduced to it, which is like white American veganism, yeah. is very pretentious and stupid and expensive. Um, yeah. And I, and it wasn't until I started meeting like black vegans that I was like, oh, wait, this actually makes sense. And I think that, I, you know, I'm going to implement like vegan cooking because like something I learned not being Southern pork fat goes in everything. And now that I'm an adult and I'm making foods myself, I understand why. It's an instant flavor. Like instant <laughs> flavor. It makes it taste better. 
but you know, maybe it doesn't need to go on every fucking meal, you know? <laughs> and so that's what, I, that's where I'm getting into. So I feel like veganism is like a base way of cooking is kind of helpful. I just don't be, you know, don't be a dick about it. Like, don't try to convince me to be vegan because you're, yeah. you're actually going to make me be more, be more anti-vegan. Like, it just instantly, like, I don't know what it is, human psychology, I guess. But if you tell me don't in a really shitty way what to do, I'm going to do the opposite. Yeah. And I'll totally respect anybody who's vegan. Like, when my cousin was going vegan, I was like, you know what? all for it like, you're gonna starve but more power to i don't know how you're doing this before you graduated high school like your parents are definitely not on board but if you're determined go for it like yeah. do it for the right reasons do it on your own be quiet about it <laughs> that's it <laughs> yeah all right so with that being said let's move forward let's move forward listener questions listener questions listener questions listener questions if you want to send us your questions your comments your rants stories your mess your literally anything drama. send me a screenshot of something i don't understand <laughs> i will interpret send, it. yeah send us a, oh my god please send us a screenshot of like a text message conversation out of context we'll read it on the show and we will we'll make up the context. Yeah, that'll be a fun game. <laughs> <laughs> Our email is identitycrisispt at gmail dot com. All right, so let's get into it. What snack, no matter how rich you get, no matter where you're at in life, will you eat for the rest of your existence? You know, I was in the blank when I wrote this question down. Like, I have no idea. It just came to me as you read it. Yeah, chips and dip. What? Ugh. Chips and dip. And you know exactly what dip I'm talking about. Spinach dip. Yes. Spinach artichoke. No matter how rich I get, it will probably just become the bougiest version of the snack. But I will (laughs) indulge. But you'll. Uh, Or Cheetos. Crunchy Cheetos. Yeah. I mean, I got to say like Doritos probably. Or, you know, like just trash American food. That's the thing is like as much as like I, you know, America's awful and it sucks. I am American. So just like <laughs> shitty American food, like bad tacos. Like, yeah. Oh, you do like I bad like bad tacos. tacos. I like like I'll eat a Taco Bell taco. The only reason why I won't continue to eat Taco Bell tacos is because they run right through me and they make me feel bad. But however, comma, that style of taco, you know, just like ground beef, soft taco, flour tortilla. Please stop talking. I'll eat it. For the rest of my existence. But no, I'll say bologna sandwiches. And just like, you know, because I, I was also a, what, what do we call La, uh, latchkey kid. So like I had to make my own meals for myself because my mom yeah. was at work. And so, um, you know, just like, just like sandwiches, you know, lunch meat sandwiches, like bologna. All right. Next question. What? Fuck you. I didn't <laughs> cut in. You, all right. No, I thought you were done. I could know because I would. No, you didn't. I was in the middle of talking. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck off. You're nasty ass spinach dip. I fucking Jeez, love spinach, <laughs> spinach dip. <laughs> spinach and artichoke dip. Elevated. <laughs> All right. Um. So the next question, and this one is going to be, you know, a little bit, a little bit more, you know, informational for some people. Concession. So, <clears throat> what the fuck is a stem, a baby dyke? A chapstick, a a lipstick, and a hasbian. Let's go over some terminology. Let's get into the terminology. So I will, I'll start, I guess. I mean, you were the lesbian. Yes, I was the lesbian. So first things first, a lot of this terminology and stuff, white dykes made up. 
white. Yeah. That's just all you got to know. Kristen Stewart Black- looking bitches. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I just watched the Christmas movie last night, the happiest season. Okay. So it's in my head. <laughs> Kristen Stewart. All right. So Black lesbians have two terms that we really use, which is stud and femme. And I feel like that's really all you need. But obviously, I don't want white women referring to themselves as studs because you're not and you never will be. And it's not possible. So just stop right there. Full stop. Um, but so y'all have your your terms, which is there's stem, there's femme, there's butch, there's baby dyke, there's chapstick, there's hasbian, all of these words. The lipstick. Usually the words just boil down to like gender presentation type thing. Yeah. So stem okay so there's chapstick right and a chapstick lesbian is someone who's not really gonna get all too dressed up i think that one like chapstick so chapstick and lipstick i think are like terminology terminology under like fems right so a chapstick femme is like they're not really gonna get i would say you're a chapstick femme pam is a chapstick femme you're not really gonna get too all dressed up but you will um but you're you're not really gonna go all out and then a lipstick lesbian would be like um Stilettos, you know. Don't throw names out in here. No, I. All right, so there's this woman. It's fine. She's definitely a lipstick lesbian. Is like you know dressed to the nines at all time. Hair always done. Lipstick tight. Stilettos on. You know, just going all full to the nines. Like you are a feminine, femme, femi, femme, femme, feminine. You know. Um. And that's that's that. So it's like the far end of like the feminine spectrum is a lipstick lesbian. Um, and then a stem would go into the middle, right? So like, so I, would, I refer to still towards like, is this all still under the stem umbrella? Because now I'm confused because I was under. St- no, okay. So oh, no, I'm, what I'm saying is, is fem like under fem, there's chapstick and lipstick, right? Then there's a stem, which is in the middle of the whole entire I spectrum. I thought stem was between stud and fem. Yes. If you'd listen. <laughs> There's there's a spectrum, right? And on one side, there's studs. And on the other side, there's fems. And then when it comes to fems, within that spectrum, there's chapstick and lipstick, right? Okay. Right. So then out, now zooming out, there's stems. And I would say they're in the middle of like the whole entire spectrum okay. itself. I referred to myself as a stem for a while. Then I was like, mm, gender, weird. Fem doesn't really work for me at all um, in any of its iterations. So I would refer to myself now as a stud. Studs. Also, if you're white, you're butch. Do not call yourself stud. But you're on that side of the spectrum. Period. Period. But you're on that side of the spectrum. So that's your more masculine presenting. But. And then because lesbianism is very gendered for some reason, even though it's not. Non-binary lesbians exist. Period. Um, But because (laughs) of that whole thing, you know, you're more masculine presenting feminine human being you know um you know i don't know okay. studs are pretty chill like I, I don't think that there's there isn't like a lipstick chapstick version of a stud yeah that's you know? fine now um so then, you've got the first three yeah so then there's baby dykes right which basically is just means someone at the beginning of their their sexual like 
awakening of like realizing yeah. that they're they're into chicks very little like experience a, a, yeah like you're very unexperienced you haven't really maybe even done it yet it maybe this is your first time doing yeah. the gay sex i think thing. i'm still a baby dyke no not at oh. all okay. i mean i guess i'm the only v- vagina you've come in contact with but let's not get into it Doesn't no matter. i'm I, i'm saying like i don't think you'd be a baby baby dyke anymore like you're pretty i feel like you you know it's not even about that anyways <laughs> it's more so about like Baby dyke is in like, you don't know the culture yet. Like you're still new to the culture. Like you haven't, you don't know all of the terminology. Maybe you don't, gotcha. know, you know, and it, that stuff comes from experience, literally just like being around gay people and like being gay yourself. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, sorry, I use gay to mean any kind of non-hetero activity. Yeah. So that's just so people know that's what I mean. Um. So yeah, that's a baby dyke. It, you can be a 50 year old baby dyke, you know? You can be a 12-year-old baby dick. Like, it, it doesn't matter. It's yeah. not really about your age. It's more so about your experience. And then there's has-beens. This is a fun one. So <laughs> it's more of an old... One, it's more of an old-school term. I don't really... I mean, I'm sure in your own private circles, you probably, you know, can refer to certain people like this. But it's not really something, you know, that you shame people for these days. But has-been is someone who used to be gay, used to be, you know, very into it. And then they left that life behind and they set up with their new husband, Bube, and they had a bunch of kids and they're settled down into their nice suburban life, you know? Mm -hmm. And they have left the weird, wild days of their queerness far behind them. Okay. Yeah. And that's a has-been. Very interesting. Is there any other terms you, you... It's There's no other ones here, but... Um, I mean, do you want to talk a little bit about using the word dyke? Because that is like, well, okay, so, you know, uh, controversial. Yeah. So I, I, one, one, I use the word dyke because I've been called a dyke, like derogatorily, pretty much since I like started presenting as someone who possibly wouldn't want to suck a dick. So uh, I've been called a dyke. And then it was told to me that once I started like having sex with men, somebody was like, oh, you have to stop saying dyke. And I was like, that's not going to happen because I've been called a dyke. And so like, there's also something I learned is that much like the word stud, dyke is also racially charged in that it's, it was something that black, uh, like black lesbians called themselves. And so mm-hmm. there is some argument that white women shouldn't even be calling, using the word dyke either. But I don't care. I don't care that much. Right. You do not call yourself a stud because I know for a fact that that's a black term. But, right. you know, dyke is, uh, I think that, I mean, I feel like dyke and fag sort of go together, right? In the derogatory terms. And so right. if you've been called that, you know, then if you've been called that and you in some way identify, you know, with it, then I, then you can use it, right? Okay. But I don't know. The I, other thing. What? Lesbians tend to be a little gatekeepy. Oh, very. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? I mean, yeah, I get it. Like, I totally understand it. The lesbian community is is a very safe place, you know? Like, once you're with the lesbians, like, especially as a fem- feminine presenting person, like, as a feminine presenting person, you're safe there, you know? And it's in some way, like, men are scary and, and, and you know, patriarchy is harmful and, and, and it's scary. So... Mm-hmm. I totally understand why the lesbians are gatekeepy as fuck. There's also the patriarchy to deal with. Like people are fucking sexist. So like when you when you hear of like male presenting people referring to themselves as lesbians and dykes and stuff like that, I'm sure for some red flags go up because of their own 
personal life experiences. Right. So like, I, I don't know. I'm not one of those people that I'm like, lesbians have to stop being so gatekeepy. Like I, I sort of laugh at the gatekeepiness of it. I'm sort of like, this is funny, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, cons- I'm not that gatekeepy with it. So, so because now you are bisexual mm-hmm. and I'm in the bi region as well. Yes. Um, <laughs> do we fit in the lesbian community? Like, I no, mean- right? I feel I no I mean no like a gatekeeping lesbian is gonna be like no because we like you know in some propensity we like dick and so no we can't I don't I mean I don't care I I genuinely don't give a fuck I came out as bi and I wasn't accepted as a bi person so then I was a lesbian for most of my life and that's yeah. just a that's a fact in my life like I it doesn't change just because now I realize that I actually am bi like I don't refer to myself as a lesbian anymore, but I was a part of that community. And so I, you know, I'm also protective over it. Like I don't, I, there's, because there's also a lot of people, especially our generation and younger mm-hmm. are just, we're just more open sexually. Yeah. And so all of the terms fluid. in the history, more, yes, fluid, we're more sexually fluid. And so all of the terms and stuff, we don't really need them. Like we don't have yeah. a need for them. And so we can sort of flow in and out. As opposed to older people, like older people and just more people who are in less open-minded environments and stuff. This means a lot to them. Yeah, Yeah. they need those labels. It means a lot to them. And so I think it's, it's kind of, it's kind of shitty to be like, stop being so gatekeepy, you know, like, I'm not going to do that. It's a little silly, you know, because we're trying to, like, I am one of the people trying to break down gender and like lesbians are to some degree very gendered. It's a very gendered community. You have to be a woman. And when I started being like, oh, am I a woman? That's weird. It like started mm-hmm. causing problems because I'm like, I understand that this community wants to center womanhood, but now I don't feel like a woman anymore. And and now I'm having all these questions. And so I just sort of, you know, quietly exited, you know, mm-hmm. tipped my hat, said thank you. And I, I left. Okay. You know? But uh, I just, I don't like, but something is that people don't know gay, people don't know their fucking history. And that's yeah. what annoys me. There have always been non-binary yeah. lesbians. This isn't new, right? And so while, yes, the, the community is very gatekeepy, it, the community is very gatekeepy. I think that there's also a history there. There's all, there have always been non-binary lesbians. That's always existed. I think that's something um, that, you know, the L word made fun of, um, like non they made fun of like the idea of like a, a male lesbian, but that's not, that's not what it is. It's not a male lesbian. It's a non-binary person, mm-hmm. you know? And so right. that's, but there was like a transgender. That's different. I'm talking person. about, there was yeah. a joke early on in the, where there was like this guy who has said he identified as a lesbian. I'm not talking about oh, the trans okay, person okay. In, in the L word. Um, and I just, I don't give a fuck about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the L I, word is problematic. The L word is problematic. It really sucks that it's the only show yes. for women that like women. <laughs> yeah, no, but that, for, and that's how mainstream you know. works. So I, I just think that before you start trying to one, be gatekeeping or two, be upset about gatekeeping, learn your history. Learn your history. Got it. You know, just learn gay history because it, it's, it's vast mm-hmm. and it's long. Yeah. <laughs> There's always been gay people. Always. So learn. Open a book. The more well, you, you know. taught me today because these terms totally go over my head, <laughs> and they should—they're so silly. Like it yeah. doesn't matter, really. You know, whatever. Fuck yeah. who you want to fuck. <laughs> present how you want to present. Yeah, do yeah. it. All right. So let's <laughs> let's, let's move, move on. on. So this section, current events, is going to be current events. 
a little extra long because we've been gone. We've been gone for a minute. For a minute. And I mean, there's I'm been just, like a lot of stuff. And so we're just going to bullet point it. We're going to bullet point. We're not really, I'm not going to say too much about this stuff. So a lot of the stuff Pam put down. So <laughs> I put if you want to say something about it, you can. Okay. All Go right. Ahead. Michael B. Jordan is the sexiest man alive. As he should. Been known. Been known. He's always been the sexiest man alive. <laughs> I don't think he, sexy. okay. No, there was a thing is I don't think he's, his body is very sexy. Like he's a very sexy body. When you look at his face, he's like adorable. Like, I don't see his face as sexy. I feel like there's some people who have, like, very chiseled, sexy features. They have a sexy face. He has a sexy body and an adorable face. <laughs> Word. But, yeah, moving on. moving on. Oh, the hottest new club in NYC, City MD. <laughs> <laughs> so the, co- the lines for... Uh, City MD. The lines for City MD were popping. 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 I don't know if they're lit. still like that, but the week before Thanksgiving... The lines were Massive. crazy. We went two weeks before Thanksgiving or like two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks before Thanksgiving. And it was a four hour wait. Yeah. After that, it only went up. It, it was six up. hours. It was like people were there yeah. all day. And that's yeah. just insane. And I know uh, Miami, because I was just there, their lines went up to two hours. In a car. And here in New York, people are literally freezing out in the streets, (laughs) waiting in like block and a half long lines. Yeah. We have too many people. So apparently someone somewhere in the in the recent history, there was a giant secret wedding in Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, Stop it. And there was also (laughs) we learned there is a sex club near us that got shut down recently. Yeah, like a few blocks like away a few from blocks our, away, yeah. Like our literally, we could probably like go and and have a great night. Yeah, <laughs> and COVID for free. Yeah. yeah. Um. But there's the sex club that was open during COVID. Yeah. Um. Fun That's stuff. Wild. Y'all are wild. I'm gotta say, y'all are really wilding out here. It wildin'. is a it's a respiratory disease. Yes. Which means that if you're don't fucking, be fucking in public. If you're fucking, <laughs> yeah. If you're fucking someone, you're gonna be breathing heavy enough to give them COVID. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's just something something to think about. The more yeah. you know. Yeah, but I think in, in this we can just say, like, the numbers are going up. The most people that have died, like, in a day was two days ago. Like, it, it's really bad. Yeah. Um, Take care of yourselves. Yeah. Don't go outside. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Cover your fucking mouth and your nose at the same time. And don't be around a lot of people because mm-hmm. that's really it. It's crowds. It's crowds. Like, it's you. always crowds. Um, so, yeah. This next one, should we talk about fleets, social media? Yeah, so Twitter got fleets. What is that? It's like stories for Twitter. Um, uh-huh. All the social medias are sort of like merging into like the same thing. I think I Snapchat also recently got like, I don't know what it's called on Snapchat, but it's like the reels or like a TikTok video, like sort of that. I hate that. Um, And then Instagram is sort of becoming like a shopping mall. Like what? it's. It, the middle button, like you remember when you used oh, to Oh, yeah, post. now it's now it's cart or some shit like that. Yeah, it's like a shopping like center. I have no idea. I don't I understand that. it. I feel like I'm getting old because I'm just like, no, I'm not even going to look at that new feature. Yeah. No, I've been mm-hmm. off of social media since the election and I've been enjoying it. I don't think I will go back because I it's for me causes more stress. And the fact that yeah. all of the apps are now like putting in these new things that just make them all the same thing. I just like, ugh. If I do go back, it probably won't be to Instagram. Uh, I sorry. mean, we really need to bring MySpace back and then all of my friends. 
me and all of my homegirls will be in my <laughs> It is pleasing me and my homegirls. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah. Elliot Page. Congratulations to Elliot Page for coming yes. out as the person they always, he always knew he was. Um, yeah. I am happy for Elliot Page. Yeah. It was such a nice. Yeah. One thing I will post. say. Yeah, obviously, I always got to be bitter about something. Well, we have to be critical about everything. Critical, that goes yeah, on. no, that's what, and that's what I mean. Critical it is it is interesting to me that all of a sudden, all of these people writing for these, uh, you know, different media outlets and stuff, all of a sudden understand pronouns and how they work. Like they sort of like, oh, this person wants to be called by this pronoun. We have to make sure yeah. we do it. And, da, 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 and they're yeah. Peering. I think Elliot recognizes his privilege in posting that and being in 100%. this space where he can come out and be like accepted openly and freely by everybody. Yeah. And it's no, it's not on Elliot not, at all. Yeah. It's on the media. It's like, why is it that now all of a sudden you get it? Maybe do some introspection. Yeah. You know, that's all I'm asking for is a little bit of introspection of like, oh, why is it that this, this white trans person just gets accepted easily? Yeah. Why is it why and is it that white trans black people... Black trans people have been dying. Yeah. Meanwhile. Non-stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and just, where is the publication for that? Exactly. And that's sort of... That's my criticism. But other than that, happy for her, Elliot. Yes. And uh, nothing but the best. Yes. You know, we we love trans acceptance. We love trans people. So... Love to see anytime, it. Anytime that happens, it's a great day. Uh, God. So... Can you be careful? No. So there's this brunch spot called true kitchen and apparently they're anti-twerking but also pro having a dj playing pro twerking songs so i'm just a little confused yeah so this happened in dallas and if you haven't heard of it maybe you should get a twitter account (laughs) (laughs) but essentially a brunch spot in dallas texas was packed which gross let's brush over it respiratory illness yeah um the manager was asking the owner oh yeah yeah yeah. that's what i meant the owner the black man who is the owner of the restaurant um saw some women twerking was very upset asked them to leave i think multiple times and then just decided to stop the music and go on a rant about how much he is anti-twerking because you gotta respect women. And yeah, la, 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 la. you gotta respect yourselves. And yada you know, yada. You know the easiest way to respect women and to respect yourself. Shut the fuck is up. to not have a fucking restaurant open, okay, during a pandemic where you're serving <laughs> drinks, alcoholic beverages. Yeah, I'm pretty sure cocktail is people. in the name. Like, yeah, it's a drinking place. So I just, you know, for me, I'm mostly just confused because you're totally okay. With paying a DJ to play music that is disparaging to the women, the same women that you then get mad at for twerking at the music. Like I just, for me, I'm confused because yeah. guess what? Drunk bitches do at lunch. They twerk, especially when twerk. there's music playing. Yeah, but they don't even really need it. Yeah, we go to this well pre-COVID, this restaurant where we get two dollar mojitos on Hell a yeah. Monday night, and it's and it. People be twerking. If you give people drinks, they will twerk. If you give people drinks and the music is right, they, they will, twerk. will twerk. It's They're a math it. equation so, known yeah. like to be true. So and also and also don't if I'm in a restaurant, I'm going to be more annoyed at the owner coming out and lecturing me while I'm trying to eat yeah. than some drunk bitches dancing on a table. Absolutely. Like I'm gonna be way more annoyed. Like, that's and I probably your problem. will never go back. 
That's absolutely your problem. If you don't want them in your restaurant, ask them to leave nicely. Yeah. Period. Like, yeah. don't or, be don't be stepping on my furniture. Blah, blah, bleh, blah, blah. Yeah, 100%. Don't step on people's furniture. Like, I understand. I, you know, I've stood on tables before and been told to get the fuck off. And guess what I did? I got the fuck off. Yeah. Like, you don't stand on people's furniture. They need that. You know, 100%. But why you gotta... But don't make it a whole thing about respectability politics. Yeah. You don't care. You wanted their money. If you cared about these people, you wouldn't bring them together during a pandemic. Since you don't care, you would rather have your money. Shut the fuck up and take the money. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Anyways, moving on. Um, Justin Bieber wants to be black so bad. Yeah. And he does. And he always has. Um, R&B star Justin Bieber, <laughs> who would like y'all for you would like y'all to notice and, rec- and realize that he is trying to go for a thing here. He worked so hard on this latest album changes. He bit off a huge chunk of Chris Brown's work, and he wants you to recognize it, okay? Please. It is not pop music. It is R&B. Yeah, how dare you guys and think he's pop? And he just thinks it's weird, because, yeah, his skin <laughs> might be a little lighter, but he, 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 I can't do it. I can't. I don't care enough. He's got the swagger for R&B. Oh, uh, all right, boo. <laughs> Fuck off, Justin. You're a pop singer, and that's what you're going to be, and that's yeah. always what you're going to be. And also, period. hate to bring it to you, you're a white man. So yep. just let it go, you know? I think he's actually kind of mad that he didn't get the uh, Justin Timberlake treatment from, from black people. Yeah, I mean, I Justin that, Timberlake was better. Yeah, he was. And that's why. Period. Yeah. And Justin Timberlake got, like, the black bitches wet. Justin Bieber, I feel like all of his fans are just like... But Justin Timberlake also dated black bitches. Like, did he not? I feel like... Did he? I, I don't know. He had the braids and he got away with it. Justin never could get yeah. away with anything. And I think that's really just the th- I think that Justin is just bitter that the other Justin got away with shit he could. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. I don't care. On Noah the Cyrus. same vein. This is on the same vein. So Noah Cyrus wants us to <sighs> Miley think. Miley Cyrus's little sister. Noah Cyrus wants us to think that she doesn't know what nappy means, even though she said it. And bitch, I just want you to know, we don't believe you. I know you know what nappy means because you wouldn't have said it if you didn't. So I, I'm not playing this game with white people where I they, they want to come down, comes down to is white people taking. Yeah. The like, language. why would you say a word you don't, don't know, know what of? it means? Like, why would you say it? I feel like when when I was little, this is a, a really embarrassing little Pam story. When I was little, I was like maybe 10. I learned the word boner and I had no idea what the word meant. But I heard it used in like context. So I thought that I could use it. And I think I was like at practice and I was like, it was like a taekwondo practice. I was holding like a paddle and it was like sort of limpy. And I said, this is a boner or some shit like that. And I was with my like my two friends and they were a little older than me and they were like Pam no <laughs> Pamela please yeah you're embarrassing so yourself, sweetie. ever since then I don't use words without knowing the re- real meaning of it and the thing Noah Cyrus is an adult right like she's yeah. she might be Miley Cyrus's little sister but she's a grown-ass woman grown-ass woman so I do not believe you <laughs> and the thing is is that I think everyone should just stop believing them when they say they don't know what they mean they know exactly what the fuck yeah. they mean you know what nappy-headed hoe means. Yeah. Because you wouldn't have said it if you didn't. And at the very least, you should know that it's not your word to use. And if you're going to use it, maybe, like... Know what the fuck it Google means. Google like, it. Don't Google say words you don't know the meaning of. Period. You will sound dumb. And if you use words that come from a culture that's not yours, not only will you sound dumb, you're going to sound racist. So just 
be smart. And the thing is, is that I'm not even playing into that. She knows what she meant. She's mad that she that she got backlash for it. Yeah. And she should have gotten and backlash. And she should have got backlash, <laughs> but I don't think she was she knew what she meant. I don't think she knew that she would get the backlash. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's the issue is that they think they can get away with stuff. They realize they don't. And then they want to be apologetic. Fuck that. Don't take from our culture. Stop. Don't take. Don't take. If you don't know what the word means, it probably wasn't meant for you to say. So don't say it. Yeah. Period. Yeah. There was something else I wanted to add to this list. Go ahead. Selena. Oh, Lord. So. <laughs> Selena, the series came out yesterday. And of course, we've already watched it all. The whole thing. <laughs> Obviously. So we are here to give you a little review. Bad um, wigs. Bad wigs. Terrible wigs. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of questions for whoever decided on the wigs. I don't have a question. I have a demand. Fired. <laughs> Fire them. Because there's no reason. I just, just, I want to see the inspiration image. Like, show yeah. me the inspiration image that was like the well, curly one, especially the red curly the wig. The red curly wig. Ugh. I just, I have never seen Selena with, with red curly hair. Red curly hair. And the coils are like pretty tight. Like, they're, well, they're, no, they're not tight. They're, they're big. And they're defined. Yeah. And so this was the theory that I had, right? Is that they wanted, obviously, they hired this white woman to play Selena. Yeah. Christian Serrano's or something yeah. like that. Yeah, but she's white. And Selena was- Oh, she played in Degrassi. Yeah. Oh, one of the new Degrassi's or some shit? No, no, no. Like, uh, not Degrassi. What's the name? The not Ned's really. Declassified. What? Yeah. Woohoo. Uh, oh, it's fine. Yeah. We'll figure this out later. We're not going to do it now. Um, but so my, my theory is they got this white woman to play Selena. However, Selena is a brown woman. Selena is a brown She's got a rounded brown people nose. Like her, she doesn't have those pointy white people features that this white woman has. Yeah. And so the white woman does not look like Selena. I actually think that they cast it for J-Lo. Yeah. I read that on Twitter Rather than, rather than Selena as like Selena. rather than somebody as Selena, right? Yeah, she and, in certain angles, one hundred percent can pass as J Lo. Yeah, oh, which she, is like a compliment no, on her. Doing, but like, she was doing really well as J Lo, J -Lo playing <laughs> Selena. But you know, and I think that was what made it watchable. Because after a point, I was just like, that—that's the thing. The writing was is good. It's a good yeah. show. Yeah, I think it get a little boring, but that's just how Netflix shows work. They get a little boring in the middle, and then. The end, the last episode is the one that brings you back. Yeah. That's just how the shows work. Overall, I think the show is good. The show is it good. It holds up. The, I think there's a lot of, because essentially what the show is going to be is going to be what we watched in the movie, but everything's extended. Yeah. And they're going to draw it out for as long as they can. And hopefully it becomes a crime documentary. And that's what I'm really hoping for. <laughs> but we will see. Um, but go on. Well, yeah. But so my thing is that there's this rear, they're, they're whitewashing Selena. And that's what I don't like. Not that I'm part of the culture that loves Selena. Obviously, I was introduced mostly by, to Selena by you. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. But Selena is part of my culture. I grew up with my mom watching Selena videos. Selena, like, there is a day, and I day of the year, that Univision, Telemundo, Televisión, Galavision, all of the channels yeah. has dedicated to Selena. And they play her movie. And they play her her concerts. Oh wow! Nonstop. It's just like the day of Selena. Yeah, and she's got a really good story. I like like I like no, Selena. Her story is very beautiful. Great. She's her great. movie is great she's like, too. She's, you know, for in black culture we have Ali Aaliyah, but yeah, y'all Selena. Selena's great. 
I don't like that they're whitewashing her. I went on Spotify today. We wanted to listen to some Selena this morning. And they've got that white woman up there. Yeah. And, and, and like, changed the cover because yeah. they, they put out, like, a Selena soundtrack. So they, they changed the cover to this white woman. And so when you go and you're trying to listen to Selena, you're looking at this white woman playing J-Lo, playing Selena. And it's fucked. Yeah, it's it's problematic. I think I think it's backed up by Selena's family, so I'm trying not to like focus on that, but it is distracting cuz well, like our thing was the show overall was good, but these things, these little details that they completely mismanaged were bad. Were bad and distracting. There's also some direct direct So I feel like I feel like the script is good, and I also feel like the script it being backed up by the family, that's probably why the script is so good. They were able to get some really good stories yeah. and bring those in. And like, you really get good insight on Selena's life. And so that's, it's dope. The, the script is good. Where the problems start is after that. The hair the department details. is terrible. And I feel like the director, while obviously they're able to tell a story, they make very specific like shot decisions that just don't make sense. Yeah. And you'll see when you watch, like you'll be like, why did they show me that? Or like, and why, why are we they lingering spend here? so much time why, here? Yeah. Why? Yeah. And so that's where I think the problems. I think that, that Netflix hired, bought a really good script and the then fumbled the ball. The devil is in the details. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's the biggest details that were distracting were the casting, the casting. And, the wigs. and the wigs. I just, our, one of our theories was they overwhited the cast. And so they had to. So they had to like make it up with the hair. But then the hair on a white woman just doesn't work. Yeah, it does not look good. But even well, like, also, that just also wasn't with the wigs, hair. right? So there's this there's this thing now where like really defined curls are in in 2020. Like now, defined curls are in. Back in the 80s and the 90s, defined curls weren't in. So when you look at pictures you of Selena with the with her short haircut, she didn't have fucking ringlets hanging in front of her face. That because no one would. That's not the style. She her hair was like teased out and yeah. like fluffy and big because that was a style. And so. Whoever they hired in the styling department, they just didn't know what the fuck they, they were doing. They fumbled the ball because the the thing here is Selena is such a big character in our culture. Like she brought Cumbia to America. Right. And then was able to do a crossover album. Like she's huge. Massive. Our Michael Jackson. She is huge. Yeah. And the movie was excellent. Really For you well to done. fumble the ball on the series, it's just you fucked it. It's really hurt. Like it hurts a lot because we're looking forward to this. This is for us and yeah. by us. Like do it right. We want like spend as much time as you need. This could have come out next year, and I would have still been like excited. Yeah, but you do it right, and the little detail the really wigs. distracts. From the content, which is like it sucks. Bad wigs. And one of the things I tweeted was, okay, episode eight, they changed the wig. Like, finally. And <laughs> she finally looks like Selena. Like she looks like someone playing Selena instead yeah. of J Lo. Like, you know, yeah. like it was, it was the ringlets for me, that red also, wig. Was I did the, I did the research. So I looked we looked up pictures of Selena. Selena never had fucking ringlets in her head. But yeah. you look up pictures of J Lo in the eighties, and she did. Yeah. And so I'm like, were you guys literally casting for J-Lo? Were you trying to make J-Lo? Yeah. I think they, I I truthfully think they were trying to whitewash. Because yeah. if you were, if you were hiring an actress for Selena, guess what you wouldn't do? Get an actress with a pointed nose. <laughs> Off rip. Because she doesn't have one. Yeah. And so obviously when you're looking at someone's face, you could put everything on there. But somebody's nose, you're going to notice. And so if they wanted an actress who looked like Selena, they wouldn't have picked someone with that nose. They yeah. would pick somebody with a more ethnic nose. It really sucks because she is like a Latina actress. 
And like, I'm sure she's done great stuff. I don't know her that well. Yeah. It, and I've seen photos of her where she does look a little bit more brown. Yeah. But, but that's tense. they didn't do that yeah. here at all. And there was one one scene in particular where she was going to the Tejano Music Awards that she had like a fro. And we had to look at images of Selena back like <laughs> in that music award. Yeah. And we saw that Selena did have short hair and she teased it out. But it was not a fro. It wasn't. It was not. Not at all. And that's really, ugh, it's so distracting. It's so distracting. Because we really just want to watch the story. Yeah. And it's good. It's good. As a series, it's good. You know, we made it through the whole thing. We did. And we have a 15-minute rule. If we don't like it 15 minutes, it's over. Yeah. And there's been plenty of shows that have gone down that path. Absolutely. So it's it's not, it wasn't bad. I would say give it a shot. If you really like Selena, give it a shot and just grit Oh, yeah. Through I'm going to keep watching. But yeah. those wigs were distracting. Yeah. Grit through the uh, season eight. I mean, sep- episode eight. Which is the, wig the second is gone. to last episode. It's the second to last episode. And the wig is gone. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, that's that's all. That's all. So what do you want to accomplish this week? This week, I am working on another art thing for us. For our podcast. A little rebranding. Wah, wah, wah. So if our faces change in the recent future Ooh. on your phones, Ooh. don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Yeah. Awesome. And yeah, I'm working on some art stuff as well. Um, I'm selling more paintings these days. Hey, if you want a painting, hit me up. Uh, but no, other than that, I'm chilling. Hit you up how? You're not even on social media. Hit up Pam and she'll, hit, she'll tell me. <laughs> yeah. Hit up the podcast. Yeah, hit up the podcast. We'll figure it out. Email us. I'll get you a painting. Whatever. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Um, but yeah. That's yeah, really it. That's really it. I, I don't really, I don't want to have plans for the coming weeks because I'm already, I'm busy with Queen's Liberation Project stuff. And then, you know, I want to, I have some ideas for the podcast that I want to flesh out. So I sort of just want to give myself this time to continue to do things, do things you yeah. know, and not really be too hard on myself about it. So I'll just say art shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, guys. So as a final announcements Mm -hmm. we did launch our planners they are for sale they range in price from 15 dollars to i think 27 dollars uh depending on the size and the color if you want black and white we're in color all the details are on our instagram at identity crisis pt and yeah yeah. it's a great i mean i truthfully think it's a really great gift and it's it's 2021 so it's a great gift to get somebody for the new year you know um and for yourself really because yeah it it is 2021 is going to be the year of maybe plans actually (laughs) being able to come together i was so honestly i was very hesitant about putting this public but it is something that i spend time on for myself and i figured we do have a podcast a little bit of a platform very small but still we're very appreciative of it so why not give something out why not give, give something back. yeah yeah and it is something that's gonna help me become a better adult and hopefully somebody else takes from it as well yeah mm. word how do we finish these bye i don't <laughs> think so I, we do the what do you want to do with the oh, day yeah. i think we already finished we finished all right bye guys bye <laughs>